Catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Thank you so much for joining us here today at Radio Taiwan International. Coming up this hour, we'll have for you Hashtag Taiwan with Leslie Liao, looking at some of the latest trends on the internet here in Taiwan, and also status update with John and Shirley. But first up today, here in Taiwan. Monday, February 1st, and this is Here in Taiwan, brought to you by Radio Taiwan International. Uh, in the studio today, we have Leslie Liao. Hello, everybody. We've got Stash Butler. Hello. And I'm Andrew Ryan. Uh, having trouble saying first. I just can't believe it's the 1st of February. Wow. Would and you believe it? 1st of February, if you're watching via Facebook Live, it is the 2nd of February, hopefully we got there, uh, by radio. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. So I just wanted to point out before we get into some of our topics today, this is one of the first months in a long time where you can put the whole month in a rectangle on a calendar. Oh. Wait, yes. I don't get it. So it's just four weeks, right? And it just... Oh, I see. Yeah, it's uh, four complete weeks. That from is very satisfying. Sunday to Saturday. Yeah. Well, actually, I, I'm kind of actually giving you the British version because it's actually Monday through Sunday. Oh. If you, you do, yeah, yeah. You do we, Monday we, we do Sunday. Monday first. Do you, on a calendar, you have Sunday first. We do Sunday first. I have no idea why that is. I hate that. I didn't realize there was a difference. I didn't know that was a regional difference either, but yeah. I just know that it comes up as a default on Google and I hate it. Yeah. It's, well, then. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a weird, weird thing. Uh, I, I think we should keep our weekend to the end. And, like save the best for yeah, last. Yeah, yeah. I feel like that that for that that's probably messed up a whole bunch of like designers plans for like their calendars and stuff <laughs> the fact that there's that line missing they gotta yeah. localize calendars yeah someone's just in the someone's there like oh no I have all this blank space yeah and on this whole rectangular calendar thing right uh, so this year for you it's a perfect rectangle for February mm. Mm. for us last time it was a perfect rectangle was I think in 2015 oh wow yeah and it usually only comes around like once a year I know wow. sorry once a decade Really? Yeah, once a decade. Well, so it's a special day happy for... Happy Perfect Rectangle Month, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, when people say once in a blue moon, they should say yeah. once in a rectangle once February. Once in a perfect rectangle February. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. <laughs> All right, before we start, uh, I think we should do a little housekeeping, and that might involve telling you what the show's about today. <laughs> All right. We've, we just wow, right we over that. totally yeah. off the trail. <laughs> Those rectangular calendars, man, I think it's super God. exciting. Yeah, it's um, So today we're going to be talking about, uh, we are going to be sampling, we have a little box of millet mochi. Oh, it's alliterative. Mm. Uh, so it's mochi or sticky uh, rice treats. Uh, these urns are made out of millet, not out of glutinous rice. We have a, uh, a listener who said, I had strawberry mochi yesterday, which were amazing. Mm. And I hope I will eat a strawberry mochi that is amazing in the coming seconds. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Things I, crossed. I hope so too. So we don't know what all seven flavors are. We have a little bit of an idea. If you think you know what flavors are on them, I'll just give you, for those of you watching on radio, we've got pink, green, orange, and then four brownish colors. Yeah. Four. <laughs> and one with sesame all around. I just yes. realized Which, we have a problem because those four brownish colors is only two. 
Oh no! Oh, we'll, 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 we'll figure mm-hmm. something out. Ooh. Ooh. We're fight to, to the death, fight. Share mochi. Fight oh. to the death. Live stream of fight to the death <laughs> right here, over mochi. RTI bringing you yeah. the best mochi content. brawl oh, breaks no. out in, in RTI studio. Casual Mondays turn into terrible Tuesdays <laughs> on here in Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, some of the other topics we're going to be talking about. We are going to be talking about a spring cleaning slip up that almost cost ten thousand U.S. dollars. Oh Holy dear. Cow. Uh, also, you want to change that national emblem? Good luck. It's going to cost a lot of cheddar. <laughs> and laundry, grandpa and grandma are at it again. Uh, so much to talk about in today's show. Uh, let's get things started. I feel like I feel like maybe we should sample mochi. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. Should we start that. off with that? Okay. I think yes. we should start off with that. Okay, I'm going to open this in, by the microphone so people who are into this can listen to it. Oh, ASMR. ASMR. Here we go. A little YouTube action. Oh, wow. Maxing out Ooh, on those sounds it's there. Big, it's a waft. I got a waft. Oh. Uh, I don't know what of, but uh, <laughs> let's... What should we start with? I don't know. I think we should... Uh, are we each going to eat seven of them? We can't eat seven of them. That's crazy. Can we not? <laughs> you, guys, you guys want to, uh, you know, that's speak tr- for yourselves? That's quite a lot, yeah. So what's going to happen in today's show is that uh, Stash and Leslie will each be eating seven pieces of mochi. <laughs> okay, so right. let's just let's start with the let's orange. Start with the orange. Start with the orange. Yeah, I take an orange. Look at that. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, these are actually, wow, these are deceptively big. I'm sorry. Okay, I know what it is. I got that. Don't say it. Ooh. Can we do a count of three? Oh. I'm really bad at flavors. Um, mm-hmm. That's why we have you around because it'll be fun that way. Mm-hmm. Is it cheddar cheese? Mm. It's not cheddar. I can show you that much. Mm. Okay. All right, okay. count of three. Okay. One. I have no idea. Tell two, me. three. Orange. It's orange. Okay, that is just orange. Yeah. You didn't get orange. I got orange. I mean, it was like, orange colored stash. I know, I know, but it's just very sweet. You know, okay. it's very sweet orange. It was very sweet. I think we should do one more before we go into our first story. I feel okay. like we need a palate cleanser. Okay, we're going for a, a green. A green now. Let's yeah, go yeah. green. Let's just go up. Mmm. Mmm. Mm. Oh. I know what it is. Oh. Mm. Oh, look at the center. Oh, look at this. Mm. Oh, what is that? <laughs> I know what it is. What? Wow, my, my, my fingers are showing up as powdery on that what one. What is that? Uh, it kind of tastes like shampoo. Mm. Do you know? Oh, no. <laughs> now you've ruined it. No, I, there, there is a shampoo that has this kind of... This is a very common shampoo oh, is it, scent. Is it head and shoulders flavor? Is that <laughs> no, what you know, It's like... um. Uh, do you know what the one I'm talking about? It doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm going to stop you right there. Shampoo, yeah. It is not shampoo. <laughs> Leslie. What flavor is it? Uh, I would say it's melon. Ooh. Melon. Yeah. It's a yeah, melon yeah, flavor. Yeah, yeah. It is I would melon say it's flavor. Melon. Sorry. Um, Sabina Guo says, peanut butter mochi never goes wrong with peanut butter and peanut, peanut butter, butter is Very, good, yeah. very classic. Very true. It's like classic like uh, vanilla ice cream. <laughs> Jason Stevens, chewing makes good radio. <laughs> I'm just, you know what? That gives me an idea. I'm just going to chew into the radio for like five minutes. Make that a show. Yeah. We could call it chew in Taiwan. Chew in Taiwan. <laughs> Jen Dolari says, try the French onion mochi. Ooh. Is that a thing? Ooh. That's terrifying. That Savory. is terrifying. That should. Mm. N- hey, I just thought of it. You know who should host um, a Chew in Taiwan? Who? Chew in Taiwan. Ellen Chu. Ellen Chu. Uh, Sorry, I'm about to walk up and get out. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to get out of the studio. All right, let's, get out of here. On that note, let's go into our first story. Uh, okay. Stash, you're going to tell us about a spring cleaning slip up that almost cost ten thousand US dollars. Talk yeah. to me. Yeah, it's not every day that you kind of you mess up and it costs that much money. Um, so. I mean, this is about the time of year when lots Thank of God. lots of kind of large amounts of money get put in one place. And that means uh, you get red envelopes given around uh, Lunar New Year, and these are kind of like presents, basically, for friends and family. Um, 
They also get given out during weddings uh, and on other kind of occasions, basically, but particularly around um, the Lunar New Year. And one old couple in Tai Taichung, um, in kind of the west coast of Taiwan, yeah, lost about two hundred. Well, two hundred eighty-four thousand NT in, in Hongbao in red envelopes. Yeah. Um, luckily for them, a very keen-eyed sanitation worker who's sorting through. So they was they left it in. Um, clothing that was being donated to be recycled oh you know? wow luckily for them i mean luckily it wasn't just in some trash or something mm-hmm. um a very keen-eyed sort of uh, uh sanitation worker found it mm. and they somehow seeming that with some kind of like detective story it seems they kind of they traced who this money belonged to actually yeah how did they find yeah. out who it was so, so it says on on january 25th uh so this is about a week ago uh huang qilong a 28 year old member of the taijong nantong uh, District Environmental Protection Bureau cleanup team was sorting through used clothes at the bureau's collection site when he found red envelopes stuffed with money inside a bag of old clothes. He immediately notified his supervisor. <laughs> oh. um, yeah, and they, they, the bureau then worked with police to find the owner of the clothing and discovered that it was an elderly, elderly couple in their 70s. Wow, man. They said they, after they found the, uh, well, after they kind of found the money, they went through the rest of the bag and... L- Thankfully, they found invoices and receipts. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. But um, so they, I guess they had some card details or something and maybe some signatures. You yeah. can, I think, yeah, receipts are, you can, they got the time, right? Yeah. And they got the store where yeah, it's that's at. True. So they can go back and yeah. see the footage. Yeah, that's true. I mean, but it sounds like a major operation. I mean, oh. I guess it's a lot of money though. Yeah. That, that is a lot of money. And, and you know, like you, you can't solve that just by like putting up an ad and saying, did anybody <laughs> yeah. like yeah. lose some money? So who lost about 10,000 US dollars? You know, <laughs> I think you might find a lot of people who lost a yeah. lot of money. Suddenly everyone's I lost I misplaced $10,000 all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. So, but luckily they found that. And then they were also able to track down the owners through information, fa- well, so they, through the information on the receipt, and also surveillance camera footage. Oh wow! Yeah. Ooh. So they actually, so there is a picture here, uh, and I'll post the link uh, to the Facebook group, um, so you can watch it there. But mm. there is a, a picture of the surveillance camera footage of them dropping off the clothes. I think. Oh yeah. So luckily, this bin, this you know, bin where they were dropping it off, had, oh, had wow. a camera. surveillance camera. Yeah. Not just that, but that camera is high resolution. Yeah, definitely. Ooh. Wow, that yeah. makes me nervous. So they can see what you're eating for lunch if you're seeing that little house across the yeah. way. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I love this. So, based on an initial investigation, a 72-year-old woman surnamed Joel put spare money in the red envelopes to save for her daughter's dowry and retirement. Once the couple found out their money had been found, they went to the police station and bought a large box of apples to express their gratitude. Oh, I love that. You know, apples, it's really interesting. Like, many, many years ago, like maybe 30, 40 years ago, apples in Taiwan were super expensive. And sometimes they still are very expensive. Mm. But a lot of, I think, older people in Taiwan associate apples with Japan and, like, imported, you know, expensive Mm, fruits. mm, mm, mm. So that's actually a really lovely gift to give people. Yeah. I feel like that fruit never goes amiss here. Never. And it's red, too. Red and round. I mean, you can't get any more propitious symbolism. Yeah, Yeah. it's perfect. But um, so I think this uh, woman, this Joel, must be very annoyed with her husband because it turns out when he was doing his year-end cleaning, so you also tend to kind of clean your house before... Lunar New Year, he packed up some old clothes and gave them to the cleaning team and failed to notice the red envelopes stuffed no, inside. No. So this is a, essentially, it must have been said the clothing that somebody was wearing the day they made I the envelope? Yes, yeah. I mean, I don't know why you'd store... Yeah, I mean, it seems like they shouldn't really have... That, that money shouldn't have been in those old clothes, to be fair to Mr. Joel. Yeah. Um, Maybe they weren't that old. 
Maybe, maybe it was like <laughs> maybe yeah, like she's just having a shower. And <laughs> I misplace a lot of things. Like, yeah. Have you ever if you, if you've ever mindlessly placed something at you know in a location where you usually don't put it, like yeah. that will take up twenty thirty minutes of my day. But like ten thousand yeah. US dollars. Yeah. I, I feel like I would if I got that money, I would put it. I would be very conscious of where I put it. Oh, I'd like, put it in my burying away. spot. I'd bury it. Yeah. Oh, yeah? Where, is, bury your, where, where, where is, is it, by the way? Yeah. I'm all curious right. yeah, to yeah, know yeah, all yeah. about that, Leslie. That's right. Oh, Kimmy Egg says, uh, you should bite it in half and show us the inside for the when it comes to the mochi. Okay, Andrew, you true. did do that. I did, did do, do that for that. the green one. Yeah, Andrew's yeah. a professional. Saiful Islam wrote mochi in Japanese. Very oh. nice. Huh. Very nice. Um, I think it's time to quickly go into some more mochi. More mochi. Okay, let's go for pink now. Yep. And everyone do... What Kimmy suggests here with the it's been very the uh, very con- mm. oh okay so it's got yeah you're, you're right Kimmy it's got a bit of an orange kind of filling in it mm. or orange pale orange mm. well, is everybody is think it is pretty straightforward with the colors yeah I think that I think that is probably what we think it is mm. it, yeah I think it is as well <laughs> count of three one two, two three strawberry, strawberry right? yeah, mm. can't strawberry. go wrong yeah. There you go. Mm. So we're doing pretty good. Should we do another one before we go into the next yeah, one? Yeah, go on. Okay, so now, we, now it gets tricky because we're getting to the ones that have two. Okay. okay. So how should we, should we do, should I do like you two have that and I have that? Or yeah. do you, you want to like... Uh, no, no, somebody has to watch you. I, I don't trust your taste. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I just won't know. Okay. So why don't you two do these okay. and then me and Leslie will do this and then we'll go, we'll like oh, rotate okay. I see, I see. I will eat mochi in the name of good radio. I mean, actually, Ooh. you should have left this one to me because I'm, I'm really bad at tasting and this, <laughs> this one looks like it, <laughs> it will really be what you expect it to be. This one is dark brown for our radio listeners. Yes, yeah, Sash, it's, um... Is it, is it, is it, it's that one, is it? It's that one. Okay, three, two, one. Chocolate. chocolate. Oh, there we go, okay. It's coated, the outside is coated mm. in cacao, cacao yeah. so it's got a nice bitter chocolate flavor to it. This is my mm. favorite so far. Sorry, Stash. Oh, so, come on. <laughs> it's got, like, nice ganache in mm, it. Don't tell this, me that. In the middle, right? <laughs> That's the first one I've eaten the whole one of. Wow. I'm saving the other ones for a snack later. Oh, wow. You do just have a, have a, a little graveyard of just heavy mochis. <laughs> oh, my God. Over there. <laughs> All right. We're going to go into uh, some tinkly music and move on to our next uh, next topic today. All right. So, Leslie has typed here in our group documents. Uh, that's not a secret, is it? We have a group chat. Uh, you want to change the national emblem? Good luck. It's going to cost a lot of cheddar. <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. Are you talking about the national am- emblem of the Republic of China? Yeah, that's that's exactly what we're talking about. Which is the about. official name of uh, Taiwan's government. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens is, you know, this, com- this is coming off of a wave of... Um, I guess, what do you want to call it? Nationalism. They're changing the name from uh, the Republic of China, which is Taiwan's official name, to they're changing a lot of uh, document documents, images to reflect Taiwan, which is what people know our country as. And so there's more less confusion with uh, the People's Republic of China, which, of course, is uh, capitaled in Beijing. That's right. Is, That's right. It's governed in Beijing. Sounds yeah. good, yeah. Yeah. We'll yeah. Go with that. You gotta, yeah. Gotta, we got to figure it out if we're saying right. Anyway, what the latest um, thing that they're calling to change, and this was a resolution brought forth by the New Power Party, which is one of Taiwan's minor parties. They want to change the national emblem uh, because it looks too much like the Chinese Nationalist Party, which is the Kuomintang, the KMT, uh, their symbol. Yeah. And I didn't realize it was different. 
Did you know that it was different? Like no, the I thought it was the same. No, 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 no. Because apparently, is this something to do with like how many how many rays of the sun there is? The rays like, of the sun are, are the same. Oh, okay. It's actually the difference is the size of the rays. So oh, the size of the rays right. actually the point of the rays in the Guomingdang symbol it reaches the edge of the blue. Oh, I see. Yeah, and the um. The national symbol does not. Right. And um, this resolution passed, but at the same time, um, the the executive ministry is like, hold your horses. If you want to change the national emblem, do you know how many places that thing shows up? Mm. It's going to cost a pretty penny for you. Yeah. And um, they were just saying whether or not that's... Like, it's, it's not like changing a passport, right? And not just that, but they recently did change the passport, and the national emblem is on there already. Right. So oh, that means like, if that you change the national emblem... They have to redo the passport again. They'll have to redo the yeah. Uh, so mm. they're asking. Um, and then this is because the Kuomintang founded the Republic of China, right? So the Kuomintang now is not really. They don't like this. Uh, but at the same time, you know, this this is coming off of a nationalist wave of you know to rebrand the the Republic of China as Taiwan and reflect something that is more. It's pertinent so, to the time. It's so interesting because you have two kind of nationalist directions in Taiwan. One is a Taiwan nationalism. Yeah. The other one is more of a Republic of China nationalism. So what we're talking about here is more of the kind of nationalism with the Taiwan characteristics. Yeah, mm. that's what they're talking about. And this this resolution passed, but at the same time, they're just like, you. I mean, it passed 63 to 37. So it was pretty popular. Right. Um, the the NPP and the DPP uh, voted for it, and the DPP is, of course, the ruling party, and they have a majority in the legislature. Mm. Any uh, idea on how many uh, blocks of cheddar cheeses is going to cost? Uh, it does not say. They're just saying that uh, the the cabinet has said it's just going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of a lot money. Of cheddar. A lot of money. Mm. Yeah, and this came from the secretary general of the cabinet. So you're talking about a guy who's up there. Talking of changing flags, I mean, there was some kind of in a, in the states, isn't there talk of at making kind of Puerto Rico like a, a 51st state or something? And then that you'd have the same problem, right? You'd have to change all the get some more lines or some stars or whatever. Yeah, also DC. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty penny. Lots of cheddar being spent all around, potentially. Yeah. <laughs> cheddar flying. <laughs> yes. I mean, there's a lot of... Um there's a lot of talk in the states that because we'd use the imperial system, you know, miles, yeah. pounds, and stuff like that, uh, and we should change it where the majority of the world is the kilogram, the metric system. Yeah, but, but that seems like a no-brainer. The yeah. amount of money that it would take to like change the but road it's, it's, size. It's one of those things where like it's like every year that you wait, it just gets more expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing with like you know the driving on the other. I mean, we've got the problem with driving on the wrong side of the road to the rest of the world. So we drive on right. the left in the UK, and everyone else drives on the right, which means you know. You can only get your cars imported from a certain place or you need, you know, specially designed cars. You know what right. they say, you don't do it right, you get left behind. Sorry. Although I think like in, in the 50s, I think Sweden like changed direction. They went from like driving on the left to driving on the right. Well, Sweden is relatively smaller and they're, That's they're, true. they're a little That's true. wealthier, I think, right? So they That's true. can... Well, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. But still, it's like a major operation. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. The, the states, the, the amount of roads there are and... Oh, yeah, you got a lot yeah, of roads. It's crazy. It's going to take... I don't think they're going to change the directions on the U.S. roads. Just a thought. I'm yeah. guessing that's probably never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, we, uh, we've we protested for less. You know, there's there have been protests for less in the states. This is also true. Um, we have some uh, responders here. Respondents. Responses. We have yeah. uh, respondents. First My responders. English, not so good sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Jen Dolari asks, how do you say chocolate in Chinese? That's This is going to be a, 
a pretty relatively straightforward one. It's yeah, chow ke li. That's uh, directly brought over. It's, I want to say transliterated from English. Mm. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> and um, Andrea Wong has a picture of a cat. Andrea, of course, is from our Spanish service. Hola. Como estas? I think that's that's a sticker of a cat licking the window. So I think she wants some of that. <laughs> I think she wants some some mochi. I mean. <laughs> Uh, Luciano Don Lim oh. sent us a few stickers and it looks like he's just waking up. Jindo Lari says, I've always liked the sun symbol, but I've thought it was the same as the KMT. I can see why they'd want it changed. Mm. I mean, a lot of historical, political, yeah. geopolitical background. Um, I hate to cut you off for mochi, but uh, it's we're, mochi time. We're, we've got like three minutes left. Okay, that means we're going to have to like... It's a mochi, a minute. mochi time. Okay, mochi a minute, everyone. Right. Okay, me, this is me and... This is, yeah, this is yeah, you and Leslie. Guy here. Yeah. Okay. This All is right. a little light brown. Okay. Got light brown powder looking thing. Uh, that might give you some hints if you are a mochi eater and you're not watching, but you're listening. I think I know this one. Yeah. I think I know this one. It's got kind of a... What's well, inside? Let me see. Well, I mean, it looks like a lot of what I'm about to say it is, which is okay, three, you, two, one, peanut, peanut butter. butter yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. I, was, I always get peanut butter and sesame mixed up, but mm. I'm pretty certain this is uh, yeah, sesame right there. I'm going to eat this one because I think it's obvious and like this yeah. is probably not a real surprise. Yeah, go for it. Because you can see the mean, sesame yeah. seeds. Mm. All right. Mm. This one. Mm. That's good. That's a really so good one. So it's got sesame paste inside it. That was not 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 too surprising. Okay. You guys go for the last All one. Right. I, th- um, okay. I have an idea of what this is. Oh I my don't. goodness. I'm in the dark. Oh, unless it's... Mm, okay. It's a darker prou- powder, but it looks like it has an even darker shade of mochi inside. Mm. Is oh. that right? Oh, okay. There's no, there's no filling. It's, there's it's, no filling. It's that's whole just kind of, gelatinous. That's just the whole thing is filling. Mm-hmm. We're getting powder on our hands, mm. on our faces, on, every, on the oh. table, yeah. on the computers. Mm. Don't tell anybody. Okay, it's our secret between you and us. Three, two, one. Brown black, sugar. Brown sugar, yeah. yeah that. Mm. You say black sugar is? I don't know, whatever. Well, yeah, hey tongue. Hey tongue, yeah. In Chinese, you say hey tongue. It's confusing. Yeah, it's it's like a it's like it's brown sugar. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, it yeah, seems sugar. like it tastes more caramelly, I think, usually. It, it almost tastes, do you know what it almost tastes like? It almost tastes like boba. Boba. Yeah. It almost tastes like boba. <laughs> Which also has the brown sugar uh, overtones. Uh, all right, we're going to go into our last topic today. You all ready? All right. Let's Good. do it. All right, Leslie, hit it. All right, so this last uh, story involves a very popular Instagram grandpa and grandma, which blew up in Taiwan. Uh, they uh, owned... Figuratively, not literally. Oh, yeah, figuratively. <laughs> now, they owned a laundry, laundromat down in Taizong, and their Instagram tag is want show as young. So want show is the name of the laundromat. As young is like trying to transform this grandpa and grandma into you know, younger versions of themselves because what happened was their grandkid realized that there was a lot of uh, leftover clothing that people just didn't pick up, which reminds me, I need to get, go get my suit for my dry cleaners when I got work. <laughs> but uh, they, he dressed them up and then mm. he just started taking pictures and they looked yeah. really like trendy and fashion. It helps that I think their grandson was already like a photographer. Here. Yeah, that too. And they, they've just, I saw them in like Mercedes commercials. They were invited to Taipei Fashion Week. Wow. And um, now that they're, they're going to leverage their newfound social media fame, which they have, I think, 650,000 followers on Instagram. What? That's low. That's yeah. more than Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> like 10 times more. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and then um, they're, they're going to do it for good. So they started a crowd raising, uh, crowdfunding campaign for something called Circular Fashion, and that's to recycle old pieces of clothes. Mm. And the main point for them is that they're going to gather up abandoned pieces of clothing from other laundromats and just try and find other people who might want to purchase it mm. or might want this clothes. And Are um, they going to dress up other people in it? That's... that's 
that's that I mean, this is great. for me this is what i need yeah. i don't think so i think you know they, they got all the fame they want to keep that fair enough fair but enough. um customers can purchase the items they like on this platform that they're making and it, they'll be cleaned and reconditioned by the laundromat before being shipped to the new owners and i think this is a great use of uh, social media clout uh, have you, uh, if you put that little link in there, let's put the link in yeah, there. So if you're interested in seeing uh, more about this, uh, seeing their fashionable poses and uh, their photo shoots that they do for Instagram, uh, be sure to check this mm-hmm. out. Sounds like a really uh, great thing to do to, you know, repurpose old clothing that's not being used. Definitely. Um, I mean, hopefully not old clothing that has like yeah, a I was home gonna say, I'm it. definitely going to buy if it's got, <laughs> <laughs> if it comes with $10,000 cash. That's actually a great way to do it. You, you say like, come and buy all this clothing because one, one article yeah. of clothing will have a home bow with 10,000 US dollars in it. Now you got me thinking. That's a good idea. Sweepstakes. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, we hope you enjoyed this look at uh, all things that are happening this Monday and Tuesday here in Taiwan. For Here in Taiwan, I'm Andrew Ryan. I'm Leslie Liao. And I'm Sash Butler. Stay tuned. There's much more ahead here on RTI. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. This week's Hashtag Taiwan is going to focus on China, more specifically, Chinese leader Xi Jinping. And I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, ugh, China, Taiwan, it's a touchy subject, it's sensitive, it's political. Historically, China has constantly claimed Taiwan as part of its territory. More recently, the People's Liberation Army, which is China's armed forces, has been stepping up incursions into Taiwanese airspace. But for all of those reasons, that makes what Xi Jinping said at a World Economic Forum conference in Davos, Switzerland, all the more interesting. Xi Jinping said that big countries shouldn't bully small countries. Those remarks turned a lot of heads in Taiwan because on the one hand, Xi Jinping was saying one thing, all the while the Chinese government, or the Chinese military, I should say, was doing an opposite thing entirely. Anyway, we'll be discussing what Xi Jinping said and Taiwan's reaction. Don't go away. This is all coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan. People in Taiwan are worried about China attacking. But here's the thing. Those fears may be unfounded because on January 25th, Chinese leader Xi Jinping said this. The strong should not bully the weak. Decisions should not be made by simply showing off strong muscles or waving a big fist. Xi's remarks came during an online address at a World Economic Forum conference in Davos, Switzerland. Taiwan's representative to the United States, Xiaobi Kim, retweeted the clip of Xi Jinping saying, I will quote him on that. But I think the general reaction to Xi's remarks in Taiwan can be summed up by this picture of a bird with a very dubious expression on its face captioned, What? Well, Taiwan's defense ministry tweeted that on January 24th, 15 Chinese aircraft entered Taiwanese airspace, the highest number this year. 
You might be thinking, now that happened before Xi Jinping made his remarks. You can let him off the hook, right, Leslie? That might be true if it weren't for the fact that the defense ministry also tweeted about an incursion on the 25th and another one on the 26th. In fact, as of January 27th, the defense ministry documented 22 days of incursions in January alone. So China has been flexing its muscles by sending military jets over the Taiwan Strait to bully Taiwan. Kinda contradicts what Xi Jinping said. Harry Bosch asked, Is this real? Seems like a deep fake. I think it says a lot when someone is willing to believe that the video of Xi Jinping was fake rather than a genuine speech. Jessica on Twitter responded with, That's what CCP is. They like to emphasize the virtue they don't have. Ray 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 Taiwan took a more cynical approach, saying, I think it was his first attempt at comedy. Now, there are a lot of comments on Twitter calling Xi's statement ironic, but as a reminder to Xi Jinping, Sacha Prem Ganesh said it best, not words, but acts matter. And that was this week's Hashtag Taiwan. What do you think about what Xi Jinping said? Do you think he was being sincere, or do you think he was talking about something else while not realizing that his words may come back to bite him? It's certainly a bold and interesting remark, and only time will tell us if Xi Jinping will stick to his word. In the meantime, why don't you tell me what you think? Connect with us on Facebook at Taiwan Insider or Radio Taiwan International. If you're on YouTube, then look up our channel at RTI English. Send us a message, send us an email, leave us a comment, or subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear your opinion. Address it to Leslie Liao, or don't address it at all, because I'm the one that manages those inboxes. Also, don't forget that Hashtag Taiwan is part of Taiwan Insider, Radio Taiwan International's weekly TV news show where we bring you the biggest stories coming out of Taiwan. If you like Hashtag Taiwan, I promise you, you'll love Taiwan Insider. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. This is Status Update. Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. This is the program where we read your letters that you write us to let us know what programs you listen to and um, just what you think about them. Give us details, how the reception was and all that kind of stuff. But uh, before we do that, though, we're just going to chat a little bit here and give you our own personal uh, update. All right. So how have you been doing lately, John? Okay, fine. And coming up to the Chinese New Year's, any plans or any feelings, um, any thoughts, any plans? I don't know. To be honest, it's not my favorite time of year. Um, oh, because, really? Because you're not with your family? No, um, because they wouldn't be doing anything special and they're in the middle of COVID right now. But um, yeah, just because everything shuts. <laughs> and so oh. you can't really go anywhere, really. Yeah, but you know what? I mean, like, I've been For, back 30 years. I remember in the beginning, <clears throat> places were really shut. 
And, yeah. and they're closed for not just one day, but like several days in a row. Yeah. But actually now, they're more open. And they maybe mm. get a day off or so, but the next day they're back in business because they're thinking everybody's got their red packet money. Sure. And they want to go shopping. Well, I don't really want to go shopping. It's like yeah. places of interest that you would go visit, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to see oh, but those a, are some kind of museum or something. Yeah, yeah. no, forget about it. But or, then again, I think there are more places open mm-hmm. um, now than before. Even a lot of like nightlife. I mean, for the first few days anyway, maybe oh. at least the first three days, it's just all shuttered. Yeah, you're right, you're and right. So it's like you kind of are just, unless you have a big family, like you're kind of just in the house. Right. <laughs> just Everything's a bit deserted in the city. And yeah. It's, like, but, unless you have um, a, a big group of friends or a big family, it can right. be kind of actually a very quiet time of year, except yeah. for the, the firecrackers, of course. Right. But yeah. but not restaurants or department stores well, or you, malls. You they can't would get be into open. a restaurant. They're all booked. So oh. even if you wanted to go, if you didn't, it's very difficult. Everything's either deserted or extremely crowded. Like, it's the time of extremes, I guess yeah. you could say. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that, you know, some restaurants, they do open. And personally, I think that maybe they think that, well, hey, there are going to be people who are going to want to eat out. Yeah. And, you know, then they can still earn some money from these people or whatever. I used to not like staying in Taipei during the Chinese New Year's, but I, now I do, especially my husband, too, because then they're less crowded. Yeah, crowds in these places. But you know? like I said, there's not a whole lot of places to go. I mean, the places you could go, like restaurants, have been booked for months in advance, and the other places aren't open. So I mean, like you go to a park, I guess yeah. if the weather is nice, that's fine. Had it been possible this year, I probably would have done what a large number, fair number of Taiwanese people have been doing in recent years and just go abroad somewhere for right. a few days. I know. But anyway, I have a pet at home I have to take care of, and uh, I've got. Uh, I'm going to be here at the studio too, so right, we, we, right. we're all taking it in turns. Taking to work, turns, so. doing the shit. I mean, there's stuff news. to do. Yeah, yeah, but um, I was just thinking. My mind just what were you blank. thinking? <laughs> I can't remember what <laughs> we were thinking. We'll, we'll come my back to us. Just went black. But um, oh, I was just going to say that I think there were a couple of years when we got like something like nine days off of the whole Chinese New Year yeah. holidays. But this year, we only get a week off. Including yeah. a weekend. Well, and which is fine with me because I've actually found the longer holidays could get a bit depressing after a while. Oh, it's like really? nothing's open and I'm, where am I, I don't I have anything to do, you know? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, except maybe like watch Netflix. <laughs> oh, but, um, but I think um, my husband's happier now because, I mean, even if we were to like hop in a car and go for a drive somewhere, yeah. um, there isn't that much of a crowd. And sure. so, you know, uh, we're, we're kind of happy staying in Taipei City during this kind of long holidays, so you know. I think, and I can confirm this one way or the other, I don't know, but our, you know, at the end of every year, every year I've been here, and most companies in Taiwan have this, this end of the year banquet, I think ours and probably many others are being canceled because of a domestic COVID outbreak that we've had recently. Yeah. Is and that true? It's true. It's canceled. So but we haven't heard anything like otherwise. Like, I you know, we talked about a news story where this company uh, has canceled their year-end party, but then they're giving each employee like five thousand NT dollars, which oh, is yeah, like two hundred US dollars, right? That's not I too- mean, I would be happy with that, right? But I haven't heard anything about that from the radio station because except the fact that the year-end party is canceled. Can we suggest it? Because I've, to be <laughs> honest, they they give out money, cash prizes at our and, banquets too, and anyway, some right? Very considerably. Uh, oh, yeah. Considerable ones. They're they're not, you know, 
pocket change. Some yeah. of the, the top prices are very coveted. Oh, yeah. But because there are so many people working here, I never get anything. So, I mean, having everyone it divided equally among all is probably yeah. a more fair way of doing it. Um, right, right. But um, usually people <laughs> say they eat a lot and then they get, you know, gain weight, you know, after the holidays. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm very careful with this. I really don't because... Um, <laughs> Like I usually maybe will only go be with other people having a banquet like one day. And the the places that I've gone in recent years, like sort of my adopted family here, they don't really do much more than hot pot. Oh, that whole yeah, traditional banquet really doesn't. Hot pot is the easy thing to go. And it's like tons of people's cheating, favorite. But <laughs> and it's my husband's favorite. It's not you know, what you're supposed to do, but that's what they prefer to the traditional fare. So that just, they just make that. Yeah. So it's very, yeah. So I don't think that applies to me. Really. Oh, not like my in-laws. Maybe one day, John, you get invited to um, oh. my in-laws for the Chinese New Year's <laughs> Eve dinner because she makes sure that there's fish. Because that's the you traditional know, thing to have. Yeah, it's auspicious to to have fish because it means like having an abundance in right. Chinese. Okay? And if you have fish every year, you have abundance every year. So. Right, right. And then she makes sure that there is um um not every year, but there is a Changnian Cai. Oh. It's like for longevity. Is that um, do you like pickled? that vegetable? Yeah, it's pickled? like yeah. Is it yeah? It's this green, you know, vegetable. I There's adore a it. Slight, like bitter taste to it, but you like it, right? I adore yeah, that. I, I, I like that. Stuff. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, and then she makes sure that she she always makes this ba bao cai. That means eight, Five, eight different. Treasure. Yeah, eight different kinds of vegetables Ooh. in this whole in this. This sounds like a very dish. healthy Chinese nigger meal. Yeah, she would have like you know. Um, Oh, dou ya, uh, bean green, sprouts. Bean sprouts, and then she would have the fungus. That that is one, which is n- not what you're thinking of. Fungus. Yeah, it's, right. It's I mean, edible. It's, yeah, edible mushroom like fungus. fungus. It's good for you, right? And it's you know, brown colored. Um, carrots. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like eight different vegetables. Just, it has like, to be eight. You guys are not going to get scurvy. That's for sure. It's a <laughs> lot of a. Uh, yeah, because eight is you know the, the lucky number. Eight, yeah, it's a lucky number. You know, like prosperity. So she would definitely have that. Um, and if she were to have gotten a gift from somebody, Wu Yuzi, it's the, oh, uh, the um, roe. Um, it is a processed type of fish roe. Fish roe. made from, I don't know, the name of the fish escapes me right now. I know. It's not <laughs> caviar, but no. it's, it's processed into sort of the shape of a sausage. Right. Almost. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, a flat and, sausage. And um, you kind of grill it over and then it's uh, yummy. It's, it's very high end. I would des- <laughs> it's expensive. I would describe it as an acquired taste as well. But yeah, I rather like it. I love it. it. I it's love a bit it. waxy. Yeah, a little bit. But yeah, that that It's like if you can imagine eating a block right. of wax. If it's kind of that the as texture. A gift, then she, that would be served on the table. So, um and then there's definitely got to be chicken. Mm. And she always likes to have prawns, not shrimp. We're talking about these big shrimps. Yeah, so it's yeah. like prawns, one per person, you know. And yeah, yeah. she she gets fancy none with of this. this like sounds, she has to. None of this is terribly like fattening though, I don't think. Well, <laughs> it depends <laughs> if you eat and how much mm. you eat it, I guess. But yeah, so if you were to go come to my in-laws, my mother-in-law mm. makes sure that she makes all these auspicious dishes, you know, for Chinese New yeah. Year's. But yeah. Well, but anyway. still, how many days off are we? It's, what day is it begin this year? I always forget. It's the middle of February, isn't it? Well, it begins on the 10th. The 10th. Which is the day before Chinese New Year's Eve. Oh, so the pre-pre you know? game. Yeah. It's a, what's that called? Xiao Nian Ye. 
Is that oh, right? that's what it is, right? I think so. Oh, um, I was thinking why it starts pre you know, pre New Year's Eve, yeah. then New Year's Eve itself, and then the first. So the first day will be that would make it the twelfth, thirteenth. The first day. We really should know these things. The thirteenth <laughs> is second. I know because that's I the think, day when I go back to my because parents. But because we're working, it's hard. It's hard to remember. Yeah. So, but anyway, all the things that we do for Chinese New Year is the biggest holiday and it's most it revered. Is. It is. It in is in Taiwan. But actually, you know, I feel. I you know, once it's over, I feel a relief because. You know, I have to pay, pay visits to my relatives. I have to call them up and say thank them for the red packets for my children. I think, you know, it's it's such stress on me. And I think a lot of people, especially younger people, can ask a lot of awkward questions about their relationship status, their marital status, whether they're going to have children, when they're going to have children, when they're going to have another child. Right. And there's just a lot of prying. I think that for a lot of people, it is a stressful yeah, time of year, actually. I know. It's for such me, stress. For me, it's the, probably... Oddly, the quietest time of year, despite Aww. all the firecrackers and things going right. off. Just because, like, we, you know, it's hard to go anywhere if you have to be so working. So this year, you guys not invited to a Taiwanese family for Chinese oh, New Year's dinner? I'll probably go um, on New Year's Day, I'm oh, okay, okay. Well, but again, it's really just, like... I've been to gatherings Because your roommate's Taiwanese, yeah, so he I, has to go so, home. Yeah, right? that's where I go. So, okay. I've been to gatherings where there's been like, like, you know, 15, 20 people. And for them, it's just it's a small family, just three. Oh, yeah. Just oh, three. Oh, well, so that's really small. They yeah. just have a bit of hot pot. It's nothing too fancy. Uh, oh, so that's... Just very like, simple. That's what you meant by the hot pot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like cheating, okay. But, um, yeah. Anyway. Well, on New Year's Eve, they have a big spread. But uh -huh. I think I may be having... I may be working around that. I, I have to check my calendar, so... <laughs> Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, get to our listeners' letters. What okay. do you say? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, we always love to hear from you and just, you know, what you think about our program. So it's always really fun to read your emails or your letters. So if you're more into writing, you know, by hand, our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or if you prefer, you can always reach us by email. Our address is rti at rti.org.tw. Before we go on any further, we should also like to remind you that we've got a Facebook page and a YouTube channel and we were really excited to read your comments there so please leave us some okay now um i've got an email uh okay. from brian newell of logansport indiana in the u.s um it was addressed to me it says hi shirley i heard your jukebox republic the january 25th episode uh about being worried about exercising yeah i i was i was because going back to strength training i was getting a little worried because i yeah. know i got hurt easily when i was you know doing you know, workout before you didn't tell us that you were doing that again yeah <laughs> i'm just hearing about it today for the first time uh, really okay i thought i i, I told you i was gonna you hadn't discussed to, that with us i thought i was gonna yeah tell you that i Do you only told me you were doing zumba <laughs> <laughs> all right so then um brian's letter went on to say that i watched a video the other day that talked about the chinese character war which stands for me, me I, I right and um it says here you know he was explaining that on the left hand side is the character for hand like you know i'm drawing hand. it hold on let me see right uh oh and you're then, right and then on the right hand side is actually halberd your spear the spear yeah. right or that's yeah. absolutely right i'm drawing right? it i'm so One, then two, he three, four, he five, goes six, on seven. to explain. He says, when there is a connection between those two smaller characters, it completes a whole person, war, or me, or I. When there is no connection, those separated words are for action and fighting. Shove. You know, spear, right? Or sword or whatever. Yeah. Ge, ge, is ge, it uh, ge? 
Is it good? I don't know. And、um, the gist of the talk was to be mindful, connected with your true self, and not to struggle. Oh,、huh. I think Brian, he's trying to calm me down here. So may you be whole in mind and body in all things. Good, you're right. Shoku. Yeah, good, right. And so then he says, I never thought of it that way because I we just memorized them. Yeah,、know? I know. We never thought of it, you know, separating it as to left and right or top and bottom. Because that's one character where the two parts are completely integrated together; they look like a whole.、Yeah. Whereas many characters, you can clearly separate them into halves. That's right. Yeah. Well, thanks for that. So that was Brian Yule of Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S. Oh, sorry. I'm just I'm still drawing things. Okay, <laughs> let me pick up my next letter here. This one comes to us from Hans Werner Lolika of Denmark. It says, "Dear RTI English, greetings from Denmark. Hope you are well in these Corona times. Taiwan has performed very well on combating this evil virus. In Denmark, we are right now living in a lockdown. Schools and many shops are closed, and all cultural life is put on hold." For my wife and I and our family, things are well, but a bit boring. Happy that the radio is on. I listened to your German service after you stopped broadcasting to Europe. That means in, in English. But、mm. until now, I have been able to catch your 1600-hour UTC broadcast. But 6185 kilohertz is blocked. I wonder what that means.、Mm. I don't think it's blocked. Huh? Maybe there's interference from another channel. Yeah, probably.、Uh, I hope instead I would be so lucky to get a QSL on one of the languages. If so, I would be more than grateful. Stay safe and happy. Yours sincerely, Hans Werner Lolika of Denmark. Great, good to hear from you. All right, and、uh, I've got one here from the Philippines. It's from、uh, Henry Umadai. It says, "Dear friends at RTI, happy morning, everyone. Hope you are all in the best of health. I am listening to your broadcast right now on January twenty fourth in English, at zero three two zero UTC in the frequency one five three two zero kilohertz,、uh, using my Reticast radio receiver from Bacolod City, Philippines. I heard the program. Oh, simple rating.、Uh, he gave four four four. And then、um, I heard the program Feast Meets West, hosted by Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu and uh, Stash uh, Butler was in this episode. The shortwave signal is very good this time. There is no interference whatsoever. And please verify with your QSL card. Thank you very much. Please find attached audio file for your reference. Well, thank you for doing that, but that won't be necessary in the future.、Um, but、um, so keep safe, everyone.、Uh, Mabuhai. RTI. Am I saying that right?、Mm, I think okay. so. Okay. All right. So that was again from Henry Umadai of the Philippines. We've got a letter here from Yake Hidemitsu of Japan, and this is a report about our broadcast of. Let me find it here. The tenth of January. It says、um, on one five three two zero kilohertz. The reception varied from threes to twos to fours, so kind of all over the place. Uh, but it's good to know that we were at least audible. There was an episode of.、Uh, After the news,、uh, it says that、uh, the announcer's voice seemed distant. That's unfortunate,、mm. and, a, and the signal started fading out at o three fifty eight hours.、Uh, it says here, as the days continue to get colder, how have you been? The New Year's holiday has gone by in a flash. I spent this New Year's holiday sleeping. Not again. You're having so much bad luck this year. I think he means everyone, and he says coronavirus in parentheses.、Mm. A new year has just begun, and thanks for everything last year, and especially many thanks for the beautiful calendar. Thank you very much for the magnificent gift. Please accept this report of my reception of your station. I hope you will find it of interest. This report is for your transmission of January tenth, twenty twenty one, at o three hundred UTC on one five three two zero kilohertz. If there are any problems, please let me know. May twenty twenty one be a happy and great year for us. 
please respond after you read this. I'd be grateful if I could get your reply. And it says, please send a QSL card. Best wishes, sincerely yours, Hidemitsu Miyake of Japan. All right. Well, best wishes to you, too. And that ends uh, this week's uh, status update. Thank you so much for joining us. We always love to hear from you, so keep those letters coming our way. Our address is PO Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And we have a Facebook and YouTube page as well. So please leave us a comment there. All right. Until next week, I'm Shady Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.